This guy has got such a good vibe. I really think you've got something here. I'm really gonna take a chance now. Lindsay, will you go to opening day with me? <laughs> yes. I will destroy you with my turbo glove, the ultimate weapon against the robot threat. But to be a true hero, you'll have to save your girlfriend. Hey, what's that in your head? It's a, it's a, it's a comic book. What's it about? It's about a turbo rider. What was it you said to me before? yippee ki motherfucker. <laughs> That's all. When there's no more room in hell, the dead will walk here. Welcome to Podcast 13. I'm your host, uh, Donovan Smith, a.k.a. Monster Dugan, a.k.a. Monster Smith, depending on where you uh, look for me on websites or uh, as an author. Uh, I got my buddy here, John Schatzer, with me. Uh, we're basically going to just... Uh, we wanted to create this podcast just to bullshit about movies and talk movies in general, um, mainly horror, but uh, we'll get into a lot of other movies as well. But um, I really hope we can dip into some quality romantic comedies. Um, hey, you hey. know, all about the ladies, all about hey. the ladies here. Alexandra, Alexandra Daddario, man, I'm all about that. <laughs> hey, you know, she's got some good true. romantic comedies out there. So, hey, <laughs> actually, she does some badass horror films, too. Yeah, yeah. That's why. Well, that's why a reason why originally why I like her. Same with. Uh, I know you bashed on this before when we, me and John are from the Shitty Sh- Shark Show podcast. John had to step away for uh, unforeseen circumstances. Uh, but uh, so that's why I wanted to get him back on a podcast where we can bullshit. But um, you gave me shit before about liking uh, um, uh, Emma Roberts, but she does a lot of horror stuff too, which is I, I did want to ask you a little bit about Scream here, uh, the newer one. Uh, once we get into it, but. But for the main part of it, we'll talk about um, Evil Dead Rise. That was what me and John had uh, discussed earlier about. We wanted to kind of get into a little bit. But, um, you know, I just want to talk about any movies in general. So, like, a, like a, you know, you watch a lot of uh, crappy movies, like you were saying uh, before. And, I mean, I do, too, obviously. Um, but we watch, you know, a lot of good stuff as well. But, yeah, you, you know a lot more stuff than I do. You've watched a ton more stuff than I do. And. Uh, like I was saying, me and you are uh, blockbuster, old blockbuster guys. And oh, yeah. there was there was one day, man, where I went in there and I, I literally searched the store for about three to four hours and couldn't find a single movie that I hadn't seen because I had literally rented every single movie in there. And I'm talking about like every foreign movie, every any type of movie that was in there, I had rented it just because, you know, when you work there, you can rent stuff for free. So I rented up, you know, beyond what I was even okay. supposed to. A lot of times I had uh, other CSRs would uh, give me their five rentals and let me rent it. Or like I said, I would go down the street to Hollywood Video and rent movies there because they'd had stuff that Blockbuster didn't have. So anyways, yeah, I just wanted to get John on here and uh, we can bullshit about some stuff. So uh, 
Yeah. Uh, what have you been watching lately, man? Is there anything that, uh, you know, you want to tell me about that? Maybe you, I haven't seen you, or... I, uh, holy crap. Let me grab my list here. I keep a list of everything because, hey, I, I run a website called Crappy Movie Reviews for people who don't know. You can always see what kind of shit I'm watching. But at the end of every year, I, uh, <clears throat> I, uh, uh, I post a list of everything I watched the previous year. Normally, I'm about... About 365 to 400 movies I watch every year. Um, Way more than me. And a lot of them are rewatches because <laughs> I watch my favorite things over again. As far as yeah. new stuff. I do watch a lot of uh, reruns as well. <laughs> hey, I've been into these older mystery movies as of late, but they're not really terribly interesting. Um, some Charlie Chan flicks. Um, I actually had a really interesting situation. Um, there was... Uh, I, you know, I, I'm older than, I'm older than you. And so you people know, I, we both worked at Blockbuster, but I worked at Blockbuster in, when I was in college. And, um, but like my, my 14, 15 year old self, I was in the dusty, nasty corners of the mom and pop video stores renting VHS. And before that, as a child of the seventies, I watched a lot of horror host crap. And, um, oh yeah. I it's very rare that I that I find something that was in rotation on those old shows that I haven't seen at least once because um, I used to spend every weekend. I, I, I live in Northeast Ohio, so Friday nights were Big Chuck or Hulihan and Big Chuck. And then when Hulihan left to Florida, Big Chuck and Little John and then Superhost on Saturday afternoons. Um, but there's a movie that I caught a couple of weeks ago uh, that was I, I I just never seen it before and I didn't know how I hadn't. It's from 1966 and it's called The Navy versus the Night Monsters and it's basically killer hmm. plants from Antarctica who come alive when it gets dark. Um, and it's a it's a terrible fucking movie, but it's it's also like this weird so bad that it's kind of watchable um so if you haven't seen something like that you should totally check it out and i also recently checked out the pope's exorcist which i'll talk a little bit it kind of ties into evil dead rise is there's a whole thing that just kind of blew my mind um uh, i will say there's there's two movies and i I do i do want to see if you've checked yet have you seen um i don't know if you do shutter but have you seen that new movie brooklyn 45 no, no, and actually, I haven't had a Shutter account for a while. I know it sounds bad because of Joe Bob, and I do support Joe Bob. Don't get me wrong, because you're talking about horror hosts, and as a matter of fact, he was just out here uh, like a month or so ago, and you know, I got to see him again, get a get a second autograph from him, and uh, it was really cool. He did a double feature of the Brain and Brain Damage, so that was pretty fun. Cool, but uh, hey, no, I have not. So I like Brooklyn Forty Five. Is it's it's a ghost story. Um, but it's it's not like centered on the ghost. The ghost is part of the plot, but there's also there are these. It's set in 1945, right at the end of World War II, and it's all these people who, who are like friends, and they're back home in Brooklyn, and they're at a Christmas party, and there's a bunch of fucked up shit that goes on. It's a character study that I, I has a ghost in it as well, um, and some supernatural stuff. But it, mostly the character is interacting with one another. And if anybody out there is listening, um, I I absolutely was blown away by how well it was written. Really cool and interesting movie done on a budget, but it's one of those one of those things where they 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 had an idea, they had a really good script. There's a lot of character actors like Larry Fesden is in it. Um, 
Yeah. So a lot of like, a lot of like, you know, sometimes people use B movie or B movie actors is is a is a derogatory term. I love those folks. Right. And yeah, there's a lot of familiar B movie actors in this movie. And they're, but they're actually they're not supporting roles. They're co-stars, and they're given something to do, and you get to actually see them show their talent, and that's cool. And then the other thing that that this is you can find out there. I think it's even on YouTube, dude. I don't know how, if you're about action movies, but there's a. I don't know if I'm allowed to like movies that Bill Cosby was in anymore, but I I did like this one. It's a weird. <laughs> hard-boiled detective story from 1972 and it co-stars his buddy from i spy um jesus i just lost to do robert culp so it's robert culp and and um bill cosby these two detectives working in los angeles and it's like a film noir sort of like chinatown story it's called hickey and boggs um i had i had never heard i mean i i'd heard of it i had never gotten around to watching it and holy shit, is it's actually? I mean, it's not. A, it's not like you like. It's not Chinatown good. I don't know if you've seen Chinatown, but Chinatown's yeah. Yeah. like gold standard. But yeah. it's really cool and it's really quirky and it's like the only movie that Robert Culp ever directed. And as soon as the end credits rolled, I was like, God, holy shit! Why didn't we get more from Robert Culp? Yeah, I've always, I've always loved him. Yeah, yeah. He, it, he's um. He, he's really he's really good in it. Um, I mean, I have I, to I, you know, I have I, to say I have to put a caveat. I mean, it does have Cosby, but it was before Cosby was considered the rapist. So I mean, <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, you know, the whole thing is like Mother Speed and Jugs. I'm like, oh, I love that movie. Got Bill Cosby, and people kind of look at me. I'm like, Ghost Dad. You know, I'm sorry. He, even if he's an asshole, it, he was still good in that movie, and that movie's still good. Yeah, that's one of the things that pe- a lot of people can't uh, they can't separate, you know, uh, the actor from but, from the pro- you know you know project. Which I, you know, there's so many more people. That's one person, and how many people actually worked on the movie? You know, I mean, hundreds. True, so. true. And yeah. and and I struggle because I just mentioned Chinatown, and of course that was directed by Roman Polanski, who is an okay. admitted rapist of an underage <laughs> underage girl. And if if that's not creepy enough, it was the underage uh, underage sister of his wife who was killed by the Manson family. So there's a that's a super fucked up thing. The only exception, <laughs> but you do ha- you do need to separate the art from the artist, with one exception, and that's that Victor Salva asshole because you know he was convicted of of sexually assaulting underage boys. And, you know, the reason that's different in my mind from, and we're already off, we're already off on a fucking tangent, dude. I know. I love it. But, but the reason that separates yeah. he's, his situation is different from Polanski is at Salva's movie that he did before. Because he's best, I think he's best known for, by most Jeepers. people, Jeepers Creepers. Jeepers, yeah. The movie he did immediately before, that's where he groomed those kids and assaulted them. He assaulted them and groomed them on a, on a oh. film set. I did not know that. Yeah, I never really yeah. looked into it because, you know, when it's a purpose like that, I really don't give them too much, uh, you know, yeah. way one way or another. So I, I just kind of. Yeah. yeah. So that was my one thing is like he actually used the film set to commit his crime. And then somehow in this Me Too era, that fucker's still working. Yeah, that's fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. He goes to prison. He was convicted. He went to prison. He got out of prison and went right back to work. Well, and then he so he did the three movies, or I mean, I don't, I don't remember if he did the second one, but I know he did the third one of the Jeepers Creepers. And then, uh, you know, they sold it. He sold it to whoever, and yeah. they made that new fourth one, which was pretty bad in my opinion. But I mean, it's still I still haven't seen it because I, I, you know, I like the Jeepers Creepers one and two, but once I figured out, once I heard who this guy was and poked around a bit, 
I I don't yeah. I got rid of my copies. I will never watch them. The only thing is about that, which you know, I mean, don't get me wrong, it's awful and everything. But Stan Winston did the Creeper, and the Creeper is so genius. And Stan Winston, Winston is Damn, yeah, legend, a such genius. a great guy. That guy's a, the guy was awesome. Um, yeah, and yeah, so that's and, why I, you know, that's why I feel bad that it had to be, you know, Victor Salvo with all this shit that basically kind of, you know, diminished a little bit the Creeper, which you know, Stan Winston makes. I mean, he's made the, you know, some of the greatest characters of all time that we could sit here well, and talk Pumpkinhead, about. Pumpkinhead, man, fucking Pumpkinhead. Well, I mean, he, you know, he's he's done Terminator and hey, I, 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 I mean, I got this soft spot for Pumpkinhead though. Yeah, oh my god, that, that creature that, was so fucking weird and awesome. Oh yeah, and I mean, you know, Lance, Hen- Lance Henriksen, of course, but oh yeah, he's he's just you know, but no, uh, I I actually hadn't seen that Brooklyn Forty Five, but now I looked at it, I do know what you're talking about, and actually I had wanted to see that once I had heard you know had uh, heard about it a little bit before because you know. With me and you online and stuff, there we have so many friends that you know horror, you know movie nerd friends in general that you know we we kind of get wind of a lot of stuff that a lot of people don't know about. Which, uh, by the way, did you uh, get a chance to check out Bathtub Shark Attack or no? No, I haven't. I haven't seen that now. Oh, it's pretty wild, man. It's pretty wild. Yeah, yeah. I, I'll, I'll I'll end up getting a copy of it at some point. I have to say, Keith Monahan, you know. <laughs> he actually yeah. killed it and he was funny as hell on that man i mean i know it's more maddie's direction and whatnot you know but still oh, he yeah. was hilarious in it so but uh yeah but uh so no i did want to watch that uh that uh brooklyn 45 one and then the other one uh the um what would you just say was the first one uh hope's exorcist no the uh the older one uh, oh uh hickey and boggs no, no, no. The Navy versus the Night Monsters. Oh, God. I got to check that out. I love yeah, that stuff. It, like, it's, listen, it's public domain. Back. It's all over the goddamn place. Hey, this actually played, hey, like, there's a little UHF channel, and they play all public domain movies every Saturday night. It's called The Really Spooky Movie here. And, yeah, and I, yeah, I had actually watched, I had actually watched Sven Gulli because my wife, it was a weird Saturday night because, like, I, you know, I'm flipping around and Sven Gulli was on and I was downstairs. And it's weird when I'm not streaming or watching something and we're just kind of flipping. And I'm like, oh, shit, the car. And my wife's like, what's the car? <laughs> and I'm like, you had to. I mean, my wife is Love like, you're a child of the 70s. You got to have seen the car with that James Brolin movie. She's like, no. I'm like, oh, shit, we're watching the fucking car. Oh, I love that movie. And we watched the car. So it was like a really weird, it was fun. Cause I grew up watching these, these, you know, like horror hosted shows. So we watched the car. My wife's like, well, that was stupid. I'm like, no way, man. It was like a fucking demon in, in the, the Lincoln continental custom, you know? And she's like, whatever. <laughs> and then, and then I'm like, she's like, I'm going to bed. I'm like, all right, fine. I'm, you know, and I flip over. Cause the other, the other one started like an hour later at 11 o'clock after here. And Sven Gulli was over at 10. And I flipped over, and I was like flipping around. When it's watching, um, I was watching. I was gonna watch some Colchek, but I flipped and checked this out. And they were just starting, like, "Hey, we're watching, you know, it's Navy versus the Night Monster." I'm like, "Well, I'll watch this for 20 minutes until I get tired and go to bed." Nah, yeah, they man, played I it the whole time at the movie theater out here. They played uh, the monster that challenged the world about a year ago or so, and I, I couldn't make it to the screening because they actually had to play a little earlier because they had one of the actresses um, come out, you know, and she's, you know. And, you know, an older woman at this point. And so, well, I mean, she has to be in her 80s. So, <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, they couldn't keep her up very late. So they had to start the movie a little earlier. And so I didn't get a chance to make it. But I, I was like, oh, man, I would have loved that. Because, like, I'm a big fan of those old school black and white monster movies, you know, where 
you know, even the ones like where they just have a giant head on somebody and some fake hands. But I, mean, oh, yeah. I love I love that stuff. So, yeah, that monster that challenged the world. I did watch it. And that monster is pretty cool looking. You know, oh, yeah, that's the big caterpillar looking some bitch. Yeah, I love yeah. that. And, 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 you know, like you got to see my film and, you know, the one in my short film I made and it was black and white. And I love the black and white stuff, man. That's why I did that original. You know, my first short film as black and white because I'm a big fan of black and white. That's, you know, like because. You know, I grew up in the 80s, but I saw a lot of those old school stuff, too. And we did have horror hosts back then. Um, you know, we had uh, Elvira and we had Joe Bob Briggs for a little while and a couple of other ones. I can't remember who they are right now, which uh, it's funny because uh, just recently at Mad Monster, they had the Mad Monster out here in Arizona, which is, you know, the big horror convention with all the huge names that come out. And they had so many people out here like Robert England and some other people. Who, but um, they had um, uh, dang it. Who was I, I just going to say? Uh, Oh, I forget. Uh, oh, now I just uh, brain fart. <laughs> we all have, them, dude. You get to yep. an age, and and they just it's <laughs> part of life. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, growing up or being around in the seventies. Well, that's what I was gonna say. Sorry. Uh, yeah. Cassandra Peterson was there, so Elvira oh, yeah. was there. Elvira. Yeah, that's what I. That's what. Yeah, like, but say Elvira, Joe, Bob, all the people you're talking about, they're awesome. But it's like they were the second generation. I actually got to yeah. catch the tail end of uh, Son of Ghoul. Um, I, you know, and I got to see our local horror hosts. Um, and I remember all the AIP stuff. Superhost, man. I remember distinctly. I was like six, seven years old, and Superhost was like, "I'm going to show some Godzilla movies today." And I'm like, "Oh, what's this?" And um, I, I just, you know, it was just a wonderful, wonderful thing. And the funny part is, is speaking of Godzilla movies, hey, I bought a new Roku and I actually got it all set up. And my old one had died. And there's there's a there's a Godzilla channel that plays nothing but Godzilla movies. Holy shit, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just like, oh my god, dude. Hey, so I just like randomly I, I caught one Godzilla. Uh I think it was like Destroy All Monsters was the first thing I watched. Yeah. And then today I got home. I worked half a day at work and I got home and, and did some grilling and then came upstairs after I ate and just turned on the television and flipped the Godzilla channel on. And there was there was a newer Mothra movie that when I say newer, it's like late nineties, early two thousands that I'd never seen. But it's it was just like a Mothra movie, and it's like a, it's a kids movie. But I'm just sitting there going, oh, because I got a soft spot for Mothra. Everybody loves Godzilla. Everybody loves Rodan. Everybody loves like you know Monster X. If you like Biollante, you're a moron. Um, but but uh, I'm a Mothra dude. Yeah, to be honest, that's my favorite one too. I've seen all the Godzillas, you know, every every pretty much everyone I could get my hands on. There might be one or two I haven't seen. I don't know because yeah, I yeah, I even like the new Godzilla movies. I mean, the first Godzilla movie, yeah. the first re- U.S. Godzilla movie, um, not the, not the Matthew Broderick one, but I'm talking about the first one and then the yeah, latest that run. was really good. Yeah. yeah, but it wasn't enough Godzilla, yeah. in my opinion. I want a more monster. Yeah, but then they like that second Godzilla movie was just batshit um, crazy <laughs> it's like it's like they were dusting off all this and then godzilla and kong i dug it and then and godzilla and kong the minute mecha godzilla showed up i'm like i'm in i'm in. you got me i'm in yep. what are you doing next yep yep so uh have you seen uh i wanted to ask you about this one um bring up my notes real quick have you seen the movie uh unwelcome 
it's a, basically a monster flick. I mean, uh, it's 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 pretty much. I think it's brand new. I think if if I remember right, it's two thousand twenty-three. I think it is I this think, year. I think that just popped up on Shutter. Is it like that one in Ireland? Oh, two thousand twenty-two. It's is it the one in Ireland with like the little people or something? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. No, that's on my well. That's on my list to watch. Um, All right. Well, I'll, I'll have I, to talk about that one on another episode because I really dug that, that one. That one, that one, as soon as I saw the trailer for it, I was like, oh, no, this is a me thing. This is a me thing. I got to yeah. see this. It was one of those ones where I kept seeing the cover, you know, the 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 poster for it. And I'm like, eh, it looks kind of weird. And I didn't really understand what was on the cover. And then once you see the movie, you understand more what the cover is. And you, you kind of go, oh, OK, I get it. But, yeah, I had no idea. And I just go, hey, this is a good one. Let's watch this. And because uh, I do movie nights with my mom every mm-hmm. uh, Saturday nights, you know, because. You know, she likes to watch some stuff that she hasn't seen, and I like to show her things that she, she she's never seen. So we kind of popped that one on one night, just going, hey, you know, let's check out this one, see what this is about. And I, I was kind of blown away by it. So I, I'm curious to see what you think about it, you know, uh, when you get to it. So, uh, but let me ask you. So I, I was talking about Scream. So what'd you think of that new Scream? Because I haven't seen you, you know, we, we haven't talked in a while. We haven't really got a chance to talk about that. So I wanted to know what you, what you I haven't, I haven't. I haven't watched the last two screams, and it's not because they don't want to. Uh, honestly, I just forget they're there. Yeah, I, I can. <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I actually, and I, I, I got a funny story about Scream. So I used to, I used to be. All right, listen, guys, and, and it's going to come up again with Evil Dead Rise when we talk about it. <clears throat> I am, I'm definitely of that age where I have, especially when it comes to horror films and remakes. In sequels, I definitely have the old guy get off my lawn vibe sometimes. I do. All right. And I remember, and this would have been, you know, when Scream first came out, I was so pissed off because I'm a huge, uh, being, a, being a, a teenager in the 80s, um, I'm a, an enormous slasher movie fan. And I thought, I thought Scream was just like making fun of everything that I loved. <clears throat> Uh, a few years ago, pre-COVID, I went to a film festival, and the first two movies that they did were Wes Craven movies. They did, um, they did Scream and they did Nightmare on Elm Street, and I was like, "Son of a bitch, why did I even bother coming here? This is bullshit." <laughs> but I was there, and and I'm there for the twelve hour twelve hours of terror. I'm there for all six or seven movies, so I watched Scream, and with an audience and i hadn't seen it in years and i'm like huh i like this movie it's actually better than i remember so i then went home and ordered the box set to i think i there was up to like scream five or whatever yeah. and I, I, I watched them and they're not all good but but i appreciated them all of them more than i did so the reason i haven't watched the last two isn't because i have some sort of hate for them um, it's just, I, I, I just forget they're there and I will, yeah. it's again, I will, I'll get around to watching them. Um, but I, I'll give everybody a shock. And I think you probably already know this cause I think I already told you this before. I still fucking hate nightmare on Elm street. <laughs> no, I didn't know you, you didn't like that one, which I, I mean, the I whole like the first one, but that is not my favorite one. Yeah, the so. whole franchise the go- and I love Robert Englund, but the goofier Freddy gets, wisecracking wise. Yeah, I totally. The more I hate him, the, the only the only time that I really enjoyed Freddy, and they they gave him more of an edge is when they did uh, Freddy versus Jason, because he's yeah. actually kind of a uh, he's actually kind of like 
a little bit and he was a little he was scary in the first one but then he made him a joke um but he actually they got him back around to being scary um so well, it's just funny that he's like one of the he's like pretty much the most famous one besides jason and it's funny because people don't under, people don't understand he he's the child molester well, but, but i mean you have to go back to that we already talked about yeah. that shit earlier just yeah beginning. but he's but, well it's a pretend child molester well yes but still i mean for people are rooting for that character you know well, it's kind of like I, you know what it is 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 he's the only one he's the only horror movie villain bad guy that talks from yeah. that talks yeah. it, and you double down with the fact that they also cast a very charismatic and a very nice and and funny dude I mean, there's a lot of people will be like yeah i know the movies i know the i know who he is i know he's killing every all the teenagers and shit but god robert england is just an awesome dude yeah in real life he's a great guy yeah, yeah. You know, so yeah, man. yeah, I do love that. For the first scream is is I think is a classic, and the second one I think is you know is is a really great uh, uh, you know film study if you really look at it and take it for what it is. It's a, it's you know it's one of the better slasher films out there, just you know concept wise and the stuff they did yeah. with it that people hadn't done it you know especially yeah. at the time and absolutely but yeah. But I do say have to say you got to check out the new one just because I want to see what your take is on this last oh, yeah. one. Yeah. Because it goes, I, I, I mean, it goes, it goes off the fucking walls, man. When it's like, you know, even to where I'm kind of like, did I like that or did I not? Li-? You know, I don't. I'm still debating whether I even liked it or not. You know, so and I love those movies. I'm a huge, like you said, I, you know, same as you. I'm a huge slasher fan, so I love all slasher stuff. I watch any anything I can find that's slasher. And there is another slasher who talks, but he only has one movie, and they never gave him any sequels. And I'm pissed off about it because I love him, and that's Leslie Vernon. That guy deserves another freaking. That character deserves another movie. That yeah. was. Uh, that's less of a. Oh, I, I, I don't. I don't want a comedy, but. I don't want to. I don't want a sequel to that because because I think that's lightning in a bottle. That's true. That is true. And and I don't like. You know, I just I don't feel like they that they would do it justice. Have you ever seen uh what's the one uh bloody murder with the Trevor Morehouse? Yes. <laughs> those are horrible movies but for some yes. reason i love them man they're so shitty but um, i love those <laughs> you know what's weird what's weird is is i know that i watched them i remember watching them i couldn't tell you a damn thing about them yeah that's the same i i, I watched them just again recently i actually own them and i still i've watched them like three or four times each one i still don't remember shit about it every time and, but that's one of those ones i like like that because there are certain movies that i watch where i'm like I like to forget what happens, so when I go back and watch it again, it's like watching it all over again for the first time. You know, so. the nice thing about those bloody murder movies is something happens, unlike in Camp Blood. Any of the Camp Blood. <laughs> None of the Camp Bloods. Nothing fucking happens in the Camp Blood movies, and they've made like 12 of them. Uh, I haven't seen any, to be honest. I started to watch the first one, and I was just like, I don't know if I, I right now. I, I have to be know, in a movie for it. Were, you still, were we still doing the Shitty Shark show when I was regaling you guys how miserable I was watching? Th- I, I marathoned the whole fucking series. Well, yeah, no, uh, you had got to, you had gone through those, and you were on subspecies. <laughs> no, 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 I was on which... Um, oh, no, wait, yeah, you were on... Uh, uh, I haven't yeah. done subspecies yet, and I actually remember loving those movies, so... Yeah, it was the witch ones. Uh, what was it? The uh, witch house, or yeah, right, or something. Oh, yeah, I can't remember the 
Yeah, All right. hold on. I, I it was not, like a bug half soft core. Yeah, the half soft core porn, half uh, <laughs> some of them, some of them aren't. It was just like, what the fuck am I watching? Are they even like, were they like our movies and stuff? I've only, I only ever saw the first two, and that was you know, back in the like 90s when I would rent anything on the wall that I could find. So, because <laughs> we actually had a really cool, um, old store out here called DVD Paradise, Witchcraft, the Witchcraft series, Witchcraft, that's what it was. Yeah. yeah. And they, yeah, and I, the DVD Paradise store out here, they had they had stuff like basically they had the biggest selection of indie horror out here, bigger than anything else. So I'd go in there and just rent any crazy shit I could find, and that was one of those ones that I found there. As a matter of fact, that's where I watched a lot of the uh, Freddy sequels when I would, you know, because in the '90s I was just a teenager, so I, I would go there and uh, they they would let me rent stuff without checking my ID yeah. or anything. So I could just rent whatever I wanted. And <laughs> you know, the other movie that I caught it at the year previous, I was talking about how I, I felt back. I, I like decided I liked scream. This is why I, every time, every time I hate a movie that other people like, I do always go back every few years and revisit it to make sure that I just didn't miss something. Um, but the other movie that I caught at the 12 Hours of Terror the year before that I had always hated that I am now an enormous fan of is Event Horizon. Oh, yeah, I love that. Yeah, I got to see I, that in theater just recently, too, like yeah. a year or so ago. Man, so fantastic. I saw Event Horizon on the first run and absolutely, absolutely hated it, right? Um, and then I turn around, I'm like, oh, my God, I think I like this now. I just I thought I had a great cast, you know, and the special effects were really good, you know. Well, and it's a haunted house in space, and it's really yeah. cool. Yeah. And you know, those spaceships don't look half bad for the sh shitty CGI at the time. So, I mean, no, even nowadays no. watching it, it still looks really good. I was surprised. So. So. But I. yeah, I always liked that one straight straight off the bat. But that's because I'm a huge Sam Neill fan. People that know me know In the Mouth of Madness is pretty much my favorite film of all time. Which you know, Sam Neill. So. I mean, you know, I'm good. I'm game for anything he's in always, even the Jurassic Park stuff and, you know, all that. <laughs> so, yep. uh, have you seen, though, I did want to ask you this, too. Have you seen this movie? It's more of a sci-fi uh, thriller type of movie, but it's called Coherence. And I think they renamed it something else at one point. But it was it, when I watched it, it was on uh, Hulu called Coherence. And it's this weird movie about this comet that goes overhead and it just sends everything into chaos in the night. And I don't want to say too much because if you haven't seen it, I would like to do an episode where we go over that one. Cause I've been trying to get somebody to watch that and talk with me about that one for a while now, but it, it totally flipped, flipped my head when I watched it and blew my mind. And I was just like, wow, man. Like, and there's uh no, I think no, there's I, one, one. That's a new one to me. That's a new one to me for sure. Yeah. There's like one kind of semi known actor and then the rest are, you know, are just newbie people that I've never seen before. But the, you know, that's sometimes you find those gems like that where it's brand new people and brand new stuff that you've never seen before. And that was one of those ones that I just, I, I mean, yeah, it blew my mind because yeah, it's a, it's a sci-fi one. It's not horror, you know, it's more sci-fi and there's really not, you know, any killing or any stuff like that going on, but it's this weird, you know, messed up mind trip of a movie. So coherence yeah well we'll have to do an episode on that one later and talk about it because it's just really twisted and i don't know how they came up with the concept for it but it is just really out there but but yeah so what about i don't want to get political here but um i'm actually in and i don't want to hurt anybody's feelings because i'm not cracking or ripping on anybody but i'm actually really excited about the writers and, and actors strike because 
that means I, and my every time this has happened, um, there's a there's a a, a a gap or there's a void of material. And a lot of cool independent movies that might have otherwise just gotten dumped get more play, whether it's on streaming or theaters or anywhere. And and I'm I'm hoping, you know, a lot like we're talking about a lot of like sort of pseudo obscure shit, right? Yeah. Um, I'm hoping that as a side effect of what's going on, where they're not gonna we're not gonna get mainstream stuff. It happened. It happened during COVID too. Um, yeah, we have a, a, a you know a, a gap in in the mainstream. Hey, you actually managed to get some stuff that normally wouldn't get traction. I mean, I've I've got a buddy who did a sequel to that Killer Raccoon movie, um, Coons Nights. It, it it was this it was sequel to a Killer Raccoon movie that he made with his friends when he was in high school, and and years later they they made a sequel, Killer Raccoon movie that was also an under siege parody. Um, and for like during, and it came out during COVID and for three weeks, three weeks in a row, the number one comedy was this Coons 2. Um, and I, I just, I would love to see shit like that happen because he, he actually got paid attention to and because it's funny and it's good, but he got paid attention to, and now he's got some more traction. Yeah, that's always good. Yeah, they, they, I saw a thing. I mean, you know, because we're talking about movies here and stuff and everything, but we have nothing to do with uh, this writer's strike or actor strike. We're not in the business like that. So, um, but, um, you know, oh, dang, I forgot what I was going to say again. <laughs> uh, oh, no, but I was going to, yeah, that's what I was going to say was, um, they, so there is a lot more. Um, I saw a thing that they said, um, you can, that a lot of the actors can do, um, you know, indie stuff um, because it doesn't, you know, there's no um, attachment to the SAG after or, you know, well, the Rutgers. SAG is giving out, is giving out, um, um, oh, I can't think of the word, but they're, they're basically like letting certain projects go. Like, yeah, go ahead. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard that they had... Um, like a 30 yeah. million movie that they put on the shelf and they go, ah, that's it. We can't do it now. So, yeah, you know, and it's like, that's to me, that's cool because this like you said, this is a time where we get to see, uh, you know, in more indie stuff and more cool stuff that people, you know, don't get a chance to actually ever check exactly. out. There's so many cool movies that people don't ever see ever or even know about, you know, and, they, and a lot of the a lot of these indie ones that they do know about are because of like. Uh, campaign, you know, Indiegogo campaigns or GoFundMe campaigns, but they don't get to still see. There's a lot of other stuff that goes under the wayside. Yeah, and honestly, most of the independent movies, um, there's a lot more made because they're cheap, and you can dump a ton of them out there. But in my opinion, uh, for the most part, I mean, it, Evil Dead Rise is not an independent film. But it is definitely a lower budgeted horror film. They didn't spend a ton of money on it because they're never sure if it's going to play or not, right? So yeah. it's not a high budget film. That's this is the Bloom House model. Yeah. They, they'll do a bunch of little movies, and if half the little movies they make are good, they're in great shape. Um, so you know, if you had a movie like Evil Dead Rise, you were getting ready to put it out. Right now, it might clean up. 
well, maybe not now because there's still stuff coming. But like you're going to notice towards the end of the year, which would have been perfect time in October. I'm excited to see what gets dumped in October because shit that might not have ever hit the theater could hit the theaters in October because it's like, well, we need to we need to put butts in seats. We need to put something on the screen. We've got these horror films um, and and a lot of them might be better than the Hollywood shit that was going to get dumped. A lot of them are, man. That's why I want to say about indie film is that I was saying this to somebody before and, and then, you know, they totally agreed. And it's like with indie, see in mainstream, there's people telling them what to do. They got producers, they got, you know, cr- you know, people saying, you can't do this. You can't do that. You need to change this and you change that. In indie horror, you can do whatever the hell you want. You Ooh. can go as crazy as you want. You can go as insane as you want. There's a movie called Joshua. That's a, uh, I think it's 2006 or 2009. It's a Fangoria Gore Zone film. Uh, you know, and they put it out and you can't find it anywhere. It's not streaming or anything. You can find cheap copies of, on DVDs. There's still a few out there around going around. But that is the most fucked up. I always talk. I showed it to my brother about a year ago. And he every time we talk, he's like, he still talks about that movie. And it's because it's the most fucked up movie I've ever seen. And it's completely independent like a girl i went to high school with actually is one of the actresses in it which i didn't know until i had watched it and i go wait a minute i go don't isn't that the chick from i went to high school with and she was the most popular girl in high school you know like uh homecoming queen and all that and it turns out she wanted to be an actress and she she was in that shitty little independent film but it's the most fucked up film wait well people have no idea never even seen it and it's i mean people talk want to be like oh the serbian film is is the most fucked up go watch joshua and then see what you, and then tell me what you think. Well, yeah. yeah, and and you know, if you if you're listening to the show and you've never heard Donovan Donovan or I talk, let me give you a little idea because people are always like, well, I don't really I don't really like independent movies, and I'm like, do you like horror movies? I'm like, yeah, I love horror movies, but I just like independent ones. I'm like, yeah, you do, because I'm going to point out something to you. Mm-hmm. Night of Living Dead, 1968, independent horror film. Texas Chainsaw Massacre, independent horror film. Yep. Halloween, independent. No, Halloween. It's like, no, Halloween got picked up and distributed. Yeah. Halloween was an independent horror film. Friday the 13th was an independent yep. horror film. Evil Dead is an independent horror film. Yep. And the people go, oh, I'm like, yeah, you see, you love independent horror movies. Yeah, because those also, are all mainstream now. You know, it, they're mainstream well, now, but, but they weren't originally. The touchstones of horror through and that was different and it was different well i shouldn't say in the 40s it was horror was you know universal and that but like even in the 50s if you start seeing what roger corman was doing and then later with aip in the 60s you know those are actually independent films those aren't big studio movies especially the earlier black and white stuff where roger corman was shooting a movie in six days with money (laughs) they scraped together right (laughs) But like, but like the touchstones in the '60s and '70s that everybody looks at and goes, "Wow, those are those are legends." It's like indie, indie, indie. They they change the industry because yep. Hollywood had to pay attention. But like you said, they could do whatever the fuck they wanted. Yep. And because they were different, because they were were odd, you know. I mean, that's why I watched them because they were the independent films. Mm-hmm. They were stuff that people weren't playing, and you know all across theaters across America and stuff. I mean, don't get me wrong. Some of those did get played in theaters, you know, smaller, you know, smaller. Well, no, I mean like Halloween and Friday the 13th both had huge theatrical runs after they got picked up by, by Paramount. And then who grabbed Halloween and did the initial distribution, which I mean, Um, we don't get played all. 
Chainsaw yeah. played everywhere, but that's because the mob jammed it everywhere. Yeah, and we don't get um, Friday the 13th, but we get Halloween playing every October now, pretty much. I've seen it yeah. five times in the theaters now, you know, and when I was born, it, it you know, it played before I was even born, so in the theater so i mean i didn't have a chance to and then i've seen it now five times in the theaters so i mean so yeah they still play that stuff you know they oh, some yeah. of those still have good like the uh, nightmare on elm street they just played that just the other you know a couple weeks ago and i didn't go see it because i've already seen it like three times in the theater you know but because you know a couple times i went just because it was in october you know during halloween season i figured hey, i'll go watch it you know so but but let's get into the uh since we're we're, we're you know we're uh we've been chatting a long time here let's get into this evil dead um so I want to know what you think about it before I even start to attempt to talk about it. So wh- what are your thoughts on right. it? So here's the thing about Evil Dead Rise. Hey, and here's my philosophy. Is I, I really honestly don't like you know, remakes and sequels um, from new filmmakers, from franchises that were so... Like, like Halloween and Friday the 13th have had a lot of different directors. But Evil Dead is Sam and Bruce and yep. those guys. Yep. You know, so so it's like there that is so so ingrained with that particular group of creatives that the moment that I heard, well, and let's be honest, I mean, I, a lot of people disagree with me on this, but the 2013 I think was 10 years ago that they did the first attempt to remake. Yeah, and I hated it. I'm like, you made you made it, Evil Dead again. I hated it as well, man. I thought and, it was and Throwing it's, buckets of blood at the screen, and I'm like, it's really? The same, yeah, but they made the same goddamn movie. Go out to the cabin, Necronomicon, uh-huh. blah blah blah. Like, what's the fucking point? I'll watch the real one if I want to watch this story. So mm-hmm. I was nervous about Evil Dead Rise, but I do check everything out because I don't ever want to judge anything until I've seen it. Yep, I'm um, with you. and. I sat down, I started watching this, and the first thing that I notice is um, it does actually start in a woods in the cabin, but it's a nice cabin. It's the middle of day. They, <laughs> they, they do a really interesting, you like, I'm, you know, it starts off and the camera's zooming through the woods, and I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ, come on, guys. But then it's a fucking drone, and it was a big fake out. The guy's flying a drone. And then the girl goes to check on the other girl in the cabin, and then shit goes crazy. And after five minutes, you find out that that's not where the movie's going to take place. The movie's taking place in Los Angeles in an yeah. apartment complex, which is why it's called Evil Dead Rise. Um, and I'm like, okay, you you were creative with the opening. You 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 kind of tricked me. You you kind of played with my expectations with the drone. You made me think you were going to be kind of a hack about it and just try to do exactly what Sam did. So you're doing your own thing, and that got my attention. I'm like, okay, cool, let's check it out. And then, first of all, that first attack, that girl get. Are we are we going to do spoilers? Spoiler alert! Oh yeah, yeah. We're gonna when we talk about movies on here, we're gonna spoil the shit out of it. Right, so if so, you don't want to hear it, don't don't listen. <laughs> right, so listen up, folks. I'm, I'm I mean, gonna, it's already been out for for a while now. Yeah, Most people have uh, seen it. So I'm, I'm gonna. I'm, if you haven't already started picking up what I'm about to say, um, I was surprised. This is actually a fun movie. I really liked it. Okay, so if you were waiting for what I was going to say, there you go. Because I'm about to start dropping nuggets for a uh, spoiler nuggets here all over the place because to talk about this movie and the shit that i loved about this movie i'm gonna spoil 
Okay, so you've been warned. You should be able to hit the the the, the pause button on your whatever recorder you're using or whatever player you're using. Hey, that first thing where she gets scalped. Holy shit, dude! That I'm like, okay, all right. You're not playing. I I get it. I dig it. And then it moves to this family, and like the mom's a tattoo artist, and her sister's kind of a screw up. Shows up, and she's got three kids, and. You know, there's the neighbors on this one floor in this apartment complex. And and without giving too much away, obviously, somebody finds a Necronomicon and finds a record and starts playing the record, um, which I thought was kind of a fun hipster Los Angeles vinyl vibe to it. Um, they start playing the record. And sure enough, you know, if you've seen an Evil Dead movie, somebody says the words, all the words, um, and, you know, the force comes out, starts zipping around. Deadites happen. <laughs> um, mom gets turned into a deadite, and then she just starts fucking everybody up. Um, and really early on, they're looking through a, a keyhole because they've got mom out into the hallway. They're looking through a keyhole, and you hear all of this screaming and shit. And then you see a kid that we met earlier in the movie. Just goes flying down the hallway, slams into the wall, splat, slides down. And you're like, they just killed a fucking kid. Oh, okay. They're not. I mean, the, the, the rules are the rules. And, you know, you got dead-eyed mom. And she actually starts fucking up her family and killing her children. And And I'm like, this movie, it's being mean and it's nasty. Um, some of the, you know, and then the, the, the woman who plays kind of the Ash character, she's trying to protect the family from dead-eyed mom. They, they kind of do some of the, you know, how they always beat the hell out of Bruce Campbell in that mo these movies. Oh yeah. They, they kind of do that, but they're not doing it like slapsticky, man. Like she gets fucking the, I thought the, the knife through the hand was messed up. But then, man, the cheese grater. Holy crap, man. Oh, see, I thought that was such a big letdown. I heard so much about it, and I go, and that was all you did? That, that little, like, couple of seconds oh, of it? And implied, I was like, dude. It's I wanted implied. to see more. I wanted to see, because spoilers, I wanted to see a face get grated or something. I didn't want to see a piece of a leg with just a little bit of string cheese. Like, come on, man. Like, show me some spaghetti with, on well, the face and stuff. But, you know what I mean? But, anyway, but, but that was just because of all the ex expectations yeah. I had because people had hyped it up so much. This cheese grater, this cheese well, grater. Like, I it, wish they wouldn't have done that, but. It, you know. uh, I, I, could, I had a visceral reaction to it. I could feel it. I'm like, oh, my God. Um. Which I, then, I get because there was a, there was a movie called uh, The Dark Hours a long time ago, and this girl takes pliers and busts her her finger her thumb off. Uh, she cracks it and then pulls the skin off with the pair of pliers. And and that movie is not a very good movie at all. It's pretty shitty. But that one scene when I was watching it the one day, man, it just made me cringe because I have a thing for fingers and toes. And when they did that, I was like, oh, so I, I mean, I know what you're talking about. I, I you know when you feel it, you feel it. So oh yeah, well I mean, when you say fingers and toes. Um, this is a side note. Have you seen X? Uh, yeah. Oh, man. I'm, I, there's some horrific death scenes in that movie. But, you know, the thing that really got my, like, almost, like, made my stomach do a, a flip is when is when um, um, the girl that plays Wednesday Adams, she's in this movie as well, yeah, when, she, when her fingers get mangled. Yeah. That, I'm just like, oh, I can feel yeah. that. 
Yeah. I, it's like, yeah, people are dying right and left, but they banged on them fingers. And that was yeah. the thing. It, that that makes, you know, the other stuff, I'm like, oh, it's a cool kill. Oh, it's really well executed. Yeah, that the little just, things. There, makes... There's certain things that are just like kind of, yeah. you could feel I, I, your stomach. Like I said, I was only disappointed in the cheese grater because there was so much hype that I had heard about yeah. it. Where I was like, you can't hype it up that much. And then it's that quick of a scene. Like, literally, it's like a two second, three second thing. And I'm like, you know, I got to see more than that. Come on. Yeah, I, 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 but but you know, for, for me, I, I think I think it just got on. on I, I think that got people's attention because again, there's all these Wait. horrific things happening. People and bodies are dropping right and left, right? But but it's it's um. Well, that gets people talking, you know. So. Yeah, but that one, that one, that, I think that one gets people because it's like you can actually, you know, the other shit is sort of like so over the top and so crazy that you're like, yeah, yeah, that sucks. Yeah. Um, but. I mean, not sex in a bad way. I think, yeah, well, they they fucked them people up. That's kind of cool. You know, we all watch these. Sli- I, again, I grew up watching slasher movies. We all watch yeah. movies in a special effect. It's like that is a very cool special effect, but it doesn't have like that visceral. Exactly. It's like the little shit that actually could happen to you on accident in real life. Exactly. That's why I have fingers and toes, and because you know things happen to me all the time. I just cut my fingers just uh, just uh, a couple of days ago punching a kid. At, you know, because I I'm a martial artist doing karate. Yeah. And we were we were sparring, and I punched him and. Uh, you know, we were using MMA gloves and we weren't using the full uh, covers on our fingers. And so I hit them and I cut my fingers on the, um, you know, well, sliced my knuckles right across the um, plastic on the face mask. And man, they're jacked up. They're still jacked up. I, you know, I still have to yeah. keep and take yeah, care of it. It's like we've That's all accidentally it's... closed our fingers in a door or something, right? We all know how that feels. Yeah. Yep. So I think that's just very relatable. But anyway, so you have that and then, and then, um, you know, nobody's safe in this movie yeah. our main character is not like perfect he's not one of those like mary sue situations where well really the main main character is the mom you know i i i, I didn't point. think so i thought she was the 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 antagonist the the pro, our protagonist the sister is kind of a fuck up um oh, because yeah. she's got three kids to protect and at the end of the movie she's got one left um, <laughs> yeah so not a great job. No, you know, um, I mean, you know, I guess if you hit 300 or 333, it'll get you in the hall, baseball hall of fame. But, but still, in, in in a situation like this, it's it's not doing such a great job. Um, but they just keep doubling down on 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 the horrific shit like that they do. Like it's not enough to kill the kids when they do end up doing that giant family get together meld thing. Yeah, I'm like, oh well, that's really fucked up. Yeah. And and I kept waiting for the chainsaw, right? I kept waiting for the chainsaw. I'm oh. like, are they going to do it? Are they going to do the fan service? And you know what? When they, they there are little steps in here of fan service. There's a couple of lines oh, yeah. that are going to be familiar, but they don't get in the way. It's just kind of a nod, it's like, hey, hey guys, yeah, we know that movie too. We're not we're not going to like redo it and and rehash it because that's Sam's thing. We can never do Sam's thing. We're doing our own thing, but we're gonna we're gonna give you like a nod and a wink here and there. And when she finally just pick up the chainsaw at the end, I'm like, you know what? Cool. Didn't hate it. Didn't hate it. You know, and it was, I was talking to, I was talking to some fellows after I got done with it, Donovan. And I'm like, uh, not only did I not hate this movie, not only did I, well, on the ending too, where they, they kind of flipped the switch on you. Because yeah. again, we have the spoilers. The girl at the beginning who's possessed in a cabin who kills her friends. Um. They don't tell you this until you get to the end and you realize that was in the future. And we had jumped back to see what happened because the yeah. girl who 
is possessed because it looks like the movie's over, right? Remember the girl who is possessed and goes out into the cabin and who ends up killing her friends. We see her calling them, talking to them about their weekend as she's walking to her car. That's where she that's where she she becomes uh, possessed. Yeah. So they did this whole flip around. Um, and I'm just I'm watching the movie, man. I'm like, this shit is well written, very creative, acknowledges the earlier movies without letting that dominate or trying to redo them or, or being in your face about it. If you've seen those movies, you're going to get the references and it'll put a smile on your face. But if you've never seen those movies, it's not going to get in the way of you liking this one. And and I was about to say, and this is the last thing I'll say before I pass it back to you. Uh, I, I actually, um, my friends knew I was watching it. They expected me to hate it because as a rule, when somebody messes <laughs> with some of these franchises, especially like Evil Dead, which everybody said, it's completely ingrained with Sam and Bruce and them dudes. Yep. You know, hey. It's it's like you know you just don't fuck with those dude it just don't but but they actually did the the filmmakers here did their own thing they made a movie the the deadites are recognizable the book the everything we know what's going to happen um but it does seem to exist in it in the same universe but it's its own thing um the setting was different which is cool. Um, they didn't try to remake the original, which was, uh, yeah. I think, a mistake they did 10 years ago. And you know, I said, every, I said, so they were like, so what'd you think? And I'm like, I liked it. And not only did I like it, but if this is, because I know this is supposed to be the first movie in a new trilogy, if it did well. Yeah. I'm like, if this is the first movie in a new trilogy, I will be in line for the next one. I mean, I, to me... I'm like, this is this is a cool thing. They did their own thing. Um, they're setting shit up, and I will be there to see what they do next. See, and for me, you know, I have to say, you know me, uh, I, I did not, I did not really like it, and it, and it wasn't because it was a bad movie or anything. And like you, like, because you just went over a bunch of points that I don't have to go through, go over again. And there were a very, a lot of very good uh, parts to it and everything. For one, like you said, it wasn't it was way better than that shitty remake they did. Um, they actually took it out of the cabin, which was great. Um, but I just, I thought the story would kind of lacked. I didn't really give a shit about any of the characters. I mean, I, I was more rooting for the deadites than anybody, which, you know, I mean, being a huge horror nerd, I usually root for the bad guys anyways, but so I was kind of rooting for everybody to get killed. Although the little daughter, you know, I was hoping she was the only character I even really gave two shits about and was like you know i hope she's okay you know but and that amalgamation at the end kind of it was cool but i was like i thought it was just a little too much you know the uh you know the family thing that they show you know uh don't want to give too much away but because we've already pretty pretty much spoiled almost all of it but i I was i just i was like you know they kind of just show the book out of nowhere in the in the uh you know the record out of nowhere like Oh, there was a crack in the building, and now there's a secret room somehow. And so did they build no, no, no. They, they there's dialogue there that explains it though. Like, like they're talking about there's a rumor that there was a hidden bank vault that got sealed up when the bank that used to be in the first floor of the building closed, yeah, yeah. and but then like, after so the they, earthquake, the parking garage collapsed. Part of it cracks open, yeah. and the kid is actually able to go into the vault which has been sealed up, and it turns out the vault was at the church and the church sealed up the vault on purpose 
Yeah, but I'm just like, is it, it was basically, it's like uh, Candyman, where they're like, oh, hey, there's this building that we built over this other building. Like, really? I mean. Well, no, I mean, this was, <laughs> this is, it's an old building. Well, on their time, it's like, it's a really old, the apartment building, super old, and they're actually condemned it, and they're going to tear it down. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but, but like, so it's a really old building in a rundown neighborhood. But at one point, it was like, it was, at one point, they they said, there's a bank, there was a bank on the first floor. Yeah. Yeah. And it went out of business years ago when the neighborhood went to shit. Yeah. So there was always a rumor that there was a sealed bank vault somewhere. Yeah, there was, yeah, the secret room hidden in there somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just like, and so, I mean, like, and, you and just, but I'm just saying, you couldn't have just like put the book out there and somebody found it randomly. It didn't have to be this like crazy. Oh, see, like, yeah, that would have annoyed me more. That would have felt like, oh, here's the MacGuffin, let's roll. This at least, and plus, I also thought it was funny that Bruce Campbell was the priest on the recording. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, yeah, I did like the fact that he, you know, because he, he was in the other one, too, in the remake, too, in the, you know, the first remake. Yeah. But he played one of the guys standing there, but so it was cool to see him in both, but I don't know. I just, I, I just felt like they should have done more with the story and the characters. I thought the character development should have been more, and the story should have had, like, somewhere it was actually going, because, I mean, like you said, it kind of did, but it, but at the same time, it, it it's kind of like, so, you know, I don't know. It's like, what, can I, I mean, play like, devil's advocate? Yeah, go ahead. I love, I adore um, the original Evil Dead. I adore yeah, all the, the original trilogies, but but that original Evil Dead, I just love. Yeah, I like Objective. the second one, and I, I like yeah. the second one, and I like Army of Darkness, but they're not anything like I really watch it's, all the time but that first one it's, one it's of a my... franchise that got increasingly silly yes exactly and i that's why i like the first yeah. one the original the but, best because it was horror okay. and more and it was actually scary but, and frightening yeah but that original film and i'm just gonna try to tie this back to what you just said as criticism of this one that original movie has a paper thin plot oh yeah she it was more about woods, special effects yeah, it was more about special the woods effects, and anyway. kids die. Yeah, it was about the, the crazy movie. special effects in their uh, claymation and all that. that was basically what it was. It was about. Well, but, yeah, I mean, yeah, and and that's the whole thing. Kids go to the woods, kids die. It's creepy. It's hopeless. It's weird. It's. But it's, that's why I wanted to see more with this because but, we've already but, seen but that. Okay, deadites but, they kill people. Like do your, your criticism of this movie is though is you wanted it to go somewhere and wanted more character development, and I'm saying. Why would they do that? Because that's not what this franchise does. That's true. You're you're right on that. Yeah. Did you like uh, the uh, Ash versus Evil Dead? Did you see? Did you ever watch those? Oh, the shows. Yeah, yeah the shows are fine. Yeah, the, the three shows. seasons. I love that. I thought that yeah. was fantastic. That makes this look like you know. And like I'm saying, this isn't a bad movie by any means. Well, it's, very, it's a really great movie. Donovan. Great special effects. It has good acting. It's shot yeah. really well. Is a, is a I great don't. Movie. I don't think it's fair to compare this to a television show. Because the, that is true. You the have television show, development on TV show. The okay. television show could not possibly do three seasons with those many episodes at the breakneck pace at all. Well, even the shitty one I don't like. All those movies have a, a crazy breakneck, line them up and knock them down in horrific and weird and twisted ways. That's yeah. all this franchise says. You can't possibly do that in a TV show. And in fact, I remember people complaining, man, there is so much talking. It's like, first of all, you you if you try to do that for 10 episodes, it's going to get tedious. 
So they have to give you background. They have to add characters in. They have to like have stories. You know, we get to find out Ash's past. We get to meet his dad. We get to, you know, all the crazy weird shit that happened that I absolutely loved. I thought it was great. They explained a bunch of stuff. Um, You know, I mean, that, I don't get me wrong. I, you have to do a TV show. I see what you're saying. I mean, I understand that they're they're trying to go a new direction, and I understand yeah. that. And, and I'm not against it. I did watch it, and normally, when they like that remake, I watch the remake, and after that, I go, you know what? I'm not watching any more of these fucking Evil Dead movies they're gonna make because that was just pure bullshit. Well, but but this one you know, they, was a lot. They did with that one is they just was actually worth watching. So. Yeah, all they did with that one is basically gender swap Ash. Yeah, and, and and make Ash a junkie, and they were doing an intervention, and and it's basically the same movie. So the moment I realized that they were not going to do that, like there's nobody called Ash in this. There's no Ash character. Yeah, yeah, I get. Yeah, and I um, do, and I do respect that because, like I said, they're trying to go a different direction. They're trying. And to there's make- also no comedy in this one. Yeah, it is. It's straight, just yeah. straightforward. Yeah. Which I appreciate. Playing. Which I do yeah. appreciate. Because so, that's why I love I mean, the original one, because it's just pure well, horror. There isn't really no... Con- I mean, there's yeah, a little I, bit, but barely any. Well, but they tap they tap into... Like, the, the original Evil Dead was not funny. Yeah, like uh, I said, there was some funny parts in it, but it's not... It's supposed to be well, just straight pure I, horror. I, I think the only parts in the original Evil Dead that are sort of goofy... Are solely because that's that's Bruce Campbell's charisma and personality. Very true. I could so give that. he can't be in any. It, it, you could put him in the most deadly serious movie, and he's just got such a strong personality. Well, yeah. I mean, and, if you watched him in that uh, show, um, what was the spy show? Uh, oh yeah, Notice. I love that show. I mean, he was great. Oh, Sam Jackson Burn Notice, he, and he, you know, he's just goofy, hilarious guy in that because that's his. That's him as an actor. You know, like you said. Yeah. So, but no, I, like you know, I'm not trying to hate on this movie. I mean, I, I I take it for what it is. I might not be a fan of it necessarily, but I will watch the next one and see what they do because, like I said, it's not that shitty remake. And I don't know. I just once I like that one just pissed me off because all they did was just throw a ton of blood at it, and which I liked on this one they didn't. Although they do have that weird monster thing at the end, which I kind of was like, eh, it was cool looking. Yeah, don't they get me needed, wrong. Like, they needed a payoff. Uh, yeah, they, yeah, I'm, yeah. Yeah, that's the that's the formula. Even the Evil Dead movies, yeah. there's always a payoff. Yeah, I get you. Yeah, because I mean they did that, especially in that second one. They did that, you know, the giant thing through the doorway and oh, all that. And then and then funny. you have the whole freaking Deadite army in Army of Darkness. Yeah, and even in the original Evil Dead, it's got a much smaller budget, um, but they still did it with um, um, uh, the really because remember that movie ends where there's like a really intricate and crazy makeup effect on Bruce Campbell. Yeah. Yep. And and that's what they could afford to do. Well, actually, no. Probably the big payoff there is the, the goofy claymation, everybody melting. Yeah. That's yeah. That was the that was the original. That's what you know. And like I said, that that's why this movie, this new one, it is a good film because it doesn't revert to those. And don't get me wrong, I love those old claymation and stuff, but. You know, nowadays we progress way far past that, and this well, was, and, like and the claymation was, was meant to really, be serious. This was, a, yeah, yes. exactly, because exactly. that's the first film. That's that was their payoff, and that's what they had the budget to do. Yeah, and like I said, this was really, this was really well shot. The acting was good. I mean, there was a lot of pluses to it. I just was like, 
I've seen enough of just evil, you know, of just the deadites just killing people. I want to see a little something more than that. Yeah. But I mean, honestly, I don't know where they could take it from that. But the, the one thing that I thought was really, really cool and was a neat attention to detail. And I don't know if it came from the director or the actress, but the actress that plays the mom. The way that she is like, yeah, she's in makeup and that's creepy and it was good makeup. But the way she can move her body and her arms and her limbs, that wasn't special effects. That's just somebody that can do like that performance, physical. Like if you notice how she twists her her like arms and oh. legs around. Oh, yeah. She's obviously I mean, like, obviously she has to be a, a gymnast or a dancer or something like that. Yeah. Um, which, you know, like, uh, if you, you know, in the mouth of madness, they had a character that did that. So yeah. I, she, she turns yeah. up walks like that with the fake head on her and it looks creepy so i you know i was like that contortionist crap so i mean yeah, yeah. and 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 she's actually and then the way she delivers some of her lines um you know it's it's she's what? genuine like like that was the thing i'm like watching it going okay they're either gonna make this all and and i is there a jump scare in this movie i don't think so you know i don't really think so either i mean i think there might have been an attempt at like you know like a, but you know, it, it's it's a movie that one, builds up tension but, and just sort of ratchets you down and doesn't only, let you lose. The only thing I didn't like about the mom character and stuff is that mommy's with the maggots now because they play that shit so many damn times on the previews. I got tired of just hearing it. And I'm like, yeah, I know. Up with it, that. But, and so but when it came really up like in the movie, I was like, movie. yeah, when I saw it come up in the movie, I was like, oh, thank God we got past that because I, <laughs> you know what I mean, but but no, I mean, I. It's not a bad, like, I, I didn't care for it, but it's not a bad, and I, that's what I want to, you know, convey is it's not a bad film by any means. I know because I've made a film, and I know what it takes to make a film, and it's fucking tough. So, you know, like, Ma you know, Maddie makes her stuff, you know, because we were on the shitty shark show. Maddie makes her stuff, and, you know, that's, I mean, even, you know, making movies like we do, like me or her, it, it's it's so tough. And so even to put something together like that is really a feat. People don't understand how tough yeah. it is and how much it actually takes to make something that good even though i didn't like it personally and didn't really care for it i'm not saying it was bad it was a fantastic movie you know because putting together something like that is you know it's insane how much you know so many people have to put come together to be able to exactly. put something together that good so well, i'm not saying it's a bad movie by any means i didn't care for it personally but that's just me because i have when it comes to the evil dead franchise I don't know why, but I just have this thing about fuck all the movies except for the first one. That's just me for some reason because I just cherish that first one so much. When I first saw that movie, it fucked me up. I let my little brother watch it after that. It's his favorite horror film of all time because when I let him watch that, he was like, wow, man. You know, because especially because of the claymation and the stuff that they do in it, which is so wacky and, you know, but. So when it comes to these Evil Dead movies, I'm kind of one of those guys. It's like, yeah, fuck them. You know, it's, if it's not the first one, eh. I'm not saying I don't watch them because I'm like you. I watch everything so I can actually talk about the things and say what I did and did not like about it and have conversations like this with people like you that actually know what they're talking about and, you know, can respect my opinion, you know, the same as I respect yours. And, and yeah, I'm surprised that you did like it because I would thought you might not have liked it, you know, but... At the same time, I'm not I'm not really surprised that you did like it because it Listen, is a good movie. You know, for me, I, I go into these things waiting for new new horror tends to grade on me because it's all jump scares. Mm -hmm. it, it's all recycled bullshit. 
Mm-hmm. It, it, I consider it an insult. Is because it, a lot of new horror is made by people who think we're dumb. You know, they don't spend any time on the story. Yeah. They'll leave gaping plot holes. They don't develop characters. They don't even make characters. When I say they don't develop, forget it. I'm not even time I think something complicated. So many of these movies, it's kind of hard to remember. Wait, didn't they already die? No, they're just so this. Everybody's the same. Yeah, it's a lot of times I can't even name one of the characters' yeah. names in the movie because I'm like, I didn't it, give a shit about none of yeah. them. So. And here, it was actually, the story was well written. I liked how they looped the beginning and end around on each other. You know, I I, I just thought the writing was good, the acting was good, the special effects were good, but they didn't go crazy on them. They, yeah. they tried to do it. And, and then hey, the other thing is with new horror... Hey, it's it's so many of them are just jump scare, jump scare, jump scare, and and this is funny because like the Insidious, I avoided all those Insidious movies because I'm like it ain't nothing but a bunch of jump scares. Yeah, it is, but I but I, I love those well, ones. I don't think so. I don't agree with that because he is. I I I've started watching them because I I finally like I say I watch everything eventually. So I I watched the first one and I I sat back and I looked at it and went, there's a couple of jump scares in there. But this movie literally keeps you on the edge the entire time because you don't know where it's coming from. And there's creepy shit going on in the background that's not meant to be a jump scare, just meant to get under your skin and freak you out. So it was it was way more than I thought it was. I thought it was going to be paranormal activity, which is really a couple of jump scares and a bunch of tedious nothing. And the fact that this movie isn't. um, Is not only surprising, but it made me happy. And and I gotta say, I, I really want to talk um, about you know Pope's Exorcist at some point in the future because I watched that and this within like four or five days of each other. And the Pope's Exorcist is another movie. I'm like, well, it's Russell Crowe. You know, when Russell Crowe's good, he's really good, but he phones it in quite a bit. And it looked like it was going to be a big goof, like it was going to be played for laughs. It blew me. Away. I won't say it blew me away, but it surprised the shit out of me. I haven't seen it yet, and I do want to see it because I do like Russell Crowe. Um, like you said, because when he's good, he's, he's really good. Uh, he's, but, act, he's actually taking it this one dead serious. He, he has got some funny lines right in it because he's because the the priest he's playing is a bit of a smartass about things. But when it's time to buckle down and get to it, it's it's a really cool character. Um, yeah, I just haven't seen it yet because. Uh, when it comes to that uh, subgenre of uh, possession, you know, dealing with, uh, you know, religious stuff and all that, I don't really usually get into those too much. I mean, because, you know, let, let, once you've seen put, The Exorcist, you pretty much have seen them all. But I mean, this is this is le- <laughs> this is less Exorcist and, and Damien and okay. more. It's got elements of that, but it's less well, of that. I, I figured it's a little bit better because, you know, if Russell Crowe's going to do it, he's going to not going to do a shitty one. Yeah. He's going to do one that has a great script. So, yeah. well, I mean, but, but Russell Crowe's also phoned some shit in. So let's be honest. That's true. But his last few movies have been really well done. That one. Well, where no, he was in that killer. Thor movie. And that was not really well done. OK, OK. Yeah. But that one where he's the serial killer, the crazy guy, you know, that one where yeah. you get a lot of weight for it. He was. Yeah, that was fantastic. So yeah. I forget the name of that one, but. But yeah, no. Uh, so yeah, we'll talk about that one. You know, in the next episode, we can uh, make that one the the one we can talk about if you want. But uh, oh yeah, because because I I I'm looking for an excuse to rewatch that. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I haven't seen it yet, and I like I said, I will get to it. It's just I'm one of those ones that 
when it comes to those exorcist movies i always kind of just put them off until i finally watch it you know so but if i have a, point, a reason to watch it i'll watch it but that's because like i said I, you know once you see the, the exorcist and you see you've pretty much seen everyone that's came after it so it's like uh-huh. they, there's, 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 parts know, there's good there's ones part, yeah there's there parts of this one there's parts of this one um that lean into the exorcist stuff I do like some of those shitty ones, so yeah, but but you know what's really cool is like right up the right off the bat, they kind of have you they, they do a neat trick where they call things into question. Is the, the first time we see the priest at his work, he's 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 talking the talk, but the minute people are out of earshot, he's like, That kid just has mental health issues. Uh, see, he, like- needs, he needs to go to the hospital and get help. He's not possessed, he's he's got mental health issues. Um, you know. And he does something to help the kid, like, think that he's fixed. But yeah, it's it's a it's an interesting thing. Yeah. Uh, okay. So yeah, I'll check that one out for this next episode, and we'll uh, that'll we'll make that our main one. But uh, uh, we'll have to do coherence here. So don't watch it yet for this next episode. Wait until we'll do it on the let's say the third one because I really want to see what you say about that one because it's just a yeah. really crazy mind fucking. Especially since you haven't seen it, and I don't know anybody that really has. So I've been trying to get anybody I could to watch it. And I know you watch everything. So I figured if I mentioned it to you, you'd probably be like, all right, you know, so. Hell yeah, man. I've been watching a bunch of stupid made for television movies. Um, there, there, can I, can I get it? Before we go, I just got to tell oh, you yeah. this. Hey, it's the weirdest fucking movie. It's a made for television movie about a rich, evil industrialist who goes on a, uh, it's very 1970s, who, who is trying to get this, there's this ad agency trying to get his business. Or keep his business. And and he kind of bullies the, the ad age, agency guys, the big wigs, the guys on his account, to go on a dirt bike ride with him across part of Mexico. So you have all the you have the rich guy and like three ad guys you know, riding across the desert in Mexico. And it's a made-for-TV movie made out with very little money. And and the the four male leads are you know so like you know the three ad guys are um marjorie gortner if you've ever watched anything 1970s you've seen marjorie gortner and stuff um he was in he was in like earthquake he was also in oh yeah um, i'm trying to then yeah yeah he was he he's the athlete he's the quarterback from i think it's uh food of the gods too oh okay uh, yeah so marjorie gortner the, one of the other ad guys is is robert reed the dad from the Brady Bunch. Yeah, yeah. And the third and final of the of the um, of the uh, ad agency guys is William Shatner. Oh, okay. Right, but none of and then William Shatner's wife is played by another equally well known TV actress and movie actress, who Angie Dickinson. Right, but but the 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 killer, the crazy thing is. He's the evil industrialist who basically murders somebody and and tries to bully everybody into not saying anything because he's rich and he'll wreck their lives if they if they narc on him. It's played by the most villainous actor, obviously, who's ever worked, Andy Griffith. <laughs> yeah, that's great. It's it's called Pray for the Wildcats. Okay. It's not a good movie. But holy shit, I'm just watching it going, who the hell thought Andy Griffith was the best guy to play that part? <laughs> it's like, 
Sheriff Andy Taylor is a murdering rich son of a bitch. I have to watch this movie. Yeah. I grew up watching the uh, Andy Griffith yeah. show with Opie and all that shit. So, you know, those, those were those were reruns when I, you know, when I was yeah. when I grew was growing up. Those were one of the only things on TV you could watch, you know. So, because when we only had like, you know, everything he went from that, and then he did Matlock, and he he also did like one season of this really neat show where they basically built a spaceship in a junkyard. Um, oh, yeah, it's actually really. I remember watching it when I was a kid, late seventies, early eighties movie or TV show. One season it lasted. The guy who played the dad on Silver Spoons is in it. All right. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> worth digging up if you if you go through his filmography, you might be able to. I forget the name of it, but it's never. I don't think it's on DVD anywhere. But you can find individual episodes on on YouTube, and it's worth checking out. Right. Um, yeah, but like Andy Griffith as as a villain. Yeah. <laughs> it's also implied that he attempted to. Uh, um, <clears throat> um adult hug some some lady against her uh against her will so you know yeah was that in the movie or is that supposed to be in real life no that's in the movie no Andy oh. Griffith, uh, yeah because nice. i was gonna say i never heard anything about no, he, he's like playing he's like playing this bad guy and i'm just like yeah. Yeah, like he just came off of, he just came off of mayberry right? he just came <laughs> yeah. off the andy griffith show yeah. <laughs> right yeah, that that was like that was like five years ago six years ago and now you're and I, and you get as an actor he wanted to probably try different things and play the villain and shit oh yeah i'm sure oh yeah sometimes no. dude you just gotta you just gotta realize it ain't you yeah yeah because well you never know because sometimes some of those guys do become a you know the villain and they make really great at, villains so you know you never yeah. know like sam neill and event horizon so i mean you know well, i mean yeah, Andy, everybody, everybody was pointing to andy griffith's early career he, he did a, he did an amazing film if you ever see Andy Griffith as like uh, in an Oscar-worthy performance, uh, he did a movie uh, called uh, Early in His Career Before TV Work Hit Him, um, A Face in the Crowd, and he's amazing in it. Oh yeah, I've actually seen that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but everybody points to that, and I'm like, he's not the villain in that piece. He's actually kind of a misunderstood guy that gets caught up in things. He's not really a bad guy. So, but anyway. Hey, just I, I, you know, pray for the Wildcats popped into my head. So, yeah, so, yeah. Well, that's why I, that's why I wanted to have you on here with this podcast with me, so we can talk movies and and shop, and basically I can watch some stuff I haven't watched because I know you watch a ton of shit I haven't. So, well, and and like I said, I do watch some shitty movies. Oh yeah, well, I'm so do I. I mean, yeah, <laughs> I've watched some of the shittiest movies you could ever find, but <laughs> I watched one movie that was so bad, but this guy had a lot of potential in it, right? Uh, I forget the name of the movie, um, but I watched it just like uh, it was like uh, about a, about two years ago now or a year and a half ago. And I had told you and Maddie at the time when we were on Shitty Shark Show podcast, I said, you guys want to see the shittiest zombie movie I've ever seen? And it is like just atrocious. But there was a lot of potential in it. And so, you know, on the review, I always try to be nice in my reviews and I, I don't try to bash films. I try to tell what's good and what's bad about the films because, you know, I, I want people to have their own opinions, make their own opinions. I don't want to sway in one way or the other. So I put bad stuff in there and the good stuff. But but that movie was just so horrible. But I saw a lot of potential in it. And it's funny now because after I put out that review of that, uh, people wanted to watch it. And that guy is now making good movies with some good directors, you know, indie directors that I know. And so I know since they're with him and, and you know, coaching him through, he's he's not, you know, he's not making bad stuff. And it wasn't that he made a bad movie. Really, it was just that, uh, he turned it into a um, 
he wanted to turn it into a feature film. So he took basically all the shit that you can cut out of the movie and made and, and made it a 60 minute film. Uh, you know, and it was just like, dude, you, I mean, I understand why you did it, but it was one of the worst. Like the guy's messing up his lines. He says the wrong line. He's like, oh, wait, shit, this one. And he says, you know, and it was like literally one. Of the was was there a, an extended 15 minute scene of the lady walking into town and then going in and shopping at a convenience store? No, I don't think so. Still better than uh, still better than Camp Blood. Then <laughs> it could be. I don't know. I have to. I have to give it to you one of these times. See if I can uh, find it again and get and uh, give it to you or show, you know tell you the name of it so you can watch it. But but yeah. So just my. But I just want to say because you know you say you watch shitty movies. Well, I I watch them too. It's not like I don't. And I, you know because I, I I'm one of those people that you can always find something in any movie to really look at and you know pick out and and talk about you know. So, you know, I always look at every movie and, and look for certain things. And like I was saying before, especially now, being that I put together a movie and shot my own movie. Now I look at things a lot differently because I like to go, well, how do they do this? Oh, wow. Look at that shot. How do they accomplish that shot? How do they, you know, what do they do with this? How do they make that? You know, so I watch things a little differently now after putting out my own film, which, by the way, has won up to uh, uh, 26, has won 26 awards as of right now. And uh, still got about 30 more uh, uh, film festivals before until the end of the year. And then I'll be putting it out for free on YouTube for everybody to watch. But Cool. I did make my second film, too, which I need to send to you at some point so you can review it. Um, we're putting the uh, audio on it all right now, the composer. And I'm getting the uh, voiceovers and stuff done for it right now. But it's all shot pretty much and all edited together. And it's called Sorry I'm Late. It's more about mental uh, health than anything. But it's a really fucked up movie where I have to put a, a warning at the beginning and the suicide hotline number at the end because it's a really fucked up movie about mental health and suicide. So I, I want to really curious to see what you would you know, what you think about it, because, you know, like I said, I respect your opinion. That's why I wanted to do this podcast with you, because we had stopped on the other show because, you know, you you had some things and whatnot. So I always wanted to get back and talk with you of movies because, you know, you you know your shit and I love talking with you about that stuff. So, well, thank you. It, so. And I look forward to I look forward to uh, hopefully turning you on to some stuff you might dig, and then warning you away from stuff that you will certainly and definitely watch anyway. <laughs> well, you did broaden my horizon a little bit more on this uh, Evil Dead Rise today, so you know, you know, it's always worth talking. So <laughs> yeah, you know, you know, it's something you said, Donovan, and I and 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 I got to be I got to be honest with you, it happens to me all the time too. I will I will like yell from the top of of the top of the mountain as loud as I can. This is a terrible movie. Please make my make me sitting through it mean something and avoid it. And then and then I can tell people about ten movies that absolutely blew me away that I loved. And one movie that is just a piece of shit and you need to stay away from. And invariably, the people always come back and they're talking about watching the piece of shit movie that I told <laughs> them not to watch. I'm like, I said, no, don't do it. And that's the one people want. They just, they got, you know, to me, I, I figured yeah. out it's just, it's no different than driving past the accident scene and having to turn and look at the, oh, yeah. At the, yeah. At the can't carnage. You know. no, it doesn't matter who you are. You're still going to look. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm no better. You know, if, if, if there's a movie out there that's universally shit on, I got to check it out. And yeah. most of the time, there's a good reason. Yeah, I'm the same. And especially when it comes to ones that are so hyped up. I usually like to go into those and watch those because majority of the time I don't like them. So, 
you know, which yeah. not saying that this Evil Dead was one of those. This was one of those ones that went back and forth. People liked it and didn't like it. So, you know, it was, that's why I wanted to talk about yep. it. it was a good conversation piece. So, yeah, excellent. So, well, cool. I guess we'll leave it at that and uh, we'll uh, get together for the next uh, episode and we'll uh, talk the Pope's Exorcist. So, All right. hey, before we go, yeah, can I, can I dust off the old tradition? Oh, yeah. All right, so so the old tradition on the show has always had a joke. So a guy goes to a flea market and he finds this really fancy looking bottle and he takes it home and he's cleaning it. And as he's cleaning it, he's rubbing on it and all of a sudden, boom, a genie pops out. And the guy's like, oh my God. And the genie's like, I am the genie of the bottle. Who is the person in this world you hate the most? And the guy's like, my ex-wife. And the genie's like, I am the cursed genie. Anything you ask me for, your your ex-wife will get twice as much. The guy thinks on any minute for a minute. He's like, I'd like a billion dollars. And Jeannie's like, wish granted. You have received a billion dollars and your wife has received two billion dollars. And the guy's like, okay. For my second wish, I would like a giant estate. A giant country estate. And the, and the genie's like... Wish is granted. You have a giant estate, and your wife has two giant estates. And the guy thinks for a minute, and then he hands the genie a shovel, and he says, "I want you to beat me half to death with that." <laughs> That's a good one, dude. That was better than any of the ones you told on the Shitty Shark Show. Yeah, I know. Maybe <laughs> up my game a little bit. That was a really good one. So, all right, all right. Well, so we'll sign back. off. So, uh, yeah. Stay safe, everyone. Holy. This is a story of boy meets girl. They made a statue of us. The boy, Tom Hansen, grew up believing that he'd never truly be happy until the day he met the one. The girl, Summer Finn, did not share this belief. You should know up front, this is not a love story. is murder. 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 <laughs> Are you scared? Don't be. Those masterminds of detection, those terrific sleuths Bud Abbott and Lou Costello will solve this crime. Where are they? Where are the bodies? Easy. In all the kingdom of the living, there is no more deadly or voracious creature than the praying mantis. I met this six-year-old child with this blank, pale, emotionless face and the blackest eyes, the devil's eyes. I spent eight years trying to reach him and then another seven trying to keep him locked up because I realized that what was living behind that boy's eyes was purely and simply evil. <laughs>